Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Where should we begin listens in on couples talking about their problems in a recorded therapy session. The person helping these people deal with issues like infidelity, divorce and bereavement is the Belgian psychotherapist Esther Perel, a TED Talk sensation, a best-selling writer, and she's got a great voice too. And in case you're wondering who'd open themselves up to this, apparently thousands of couples volunteered to have a free three-hour counselling session and appear on the show. And even though they're anonymous, their voices aren't disguised. This is the first episode of season three of Where Shall We Begin from Audible. It's called Young Love, and it's all about a couple in their mid-twenties trying to make a cross-border relationship work. She's in Mexico, he's in Texas. I have a question for you. Sure. When she tells you that she feels something, whatever, she says, I would love more attention or... I feel a little bit like I've just spent the whole day alone here and I'd love to talk when you come home or this is hard for me. Do you immediately feel pressure? I don't know if pressure is the right word. What would be the right word? Motivation. Yeah, like you have to do something. Like I want to do something. Like you want to do something and you have to fix it. Yeah. Right. Partly... Because this kind of competence, instrumental competence, fixing things, I think is a little bit part of the way that boys are socialized. And partly because that's been your role in the family. If your mother has a feeling, you need to do something about it. Yeah. And if you can't do anything about it, then you want her to understand you. Yeah. And it instantly becomes whose sacrifice or whose burdens are bigger, rather than just simply taking her in your arms and just saying, thanks for reminding me. Or, you know what, let me take a quick break and I'll get some energy for us. Or, I know it's been a tough day. Or, I know that some days it must be lonely for you. And do that's about probably all she needs. She doesn't need you to fix it. She doesn't need you to become defensive about why it is that you have nothing left to give because you work so hard, because you're making sure that you can provide for her and for your whole family and that you're 23 and that you live like you're 40. In fact, she doesn't need the whole saga. First of all, she knows it, she appreciates it, but all she needs is just someone who says, I know where you're at. And that means you have to do very little fixing. This dynamic where one person expresses a feeling and the other person experiences that as a burden upon which they need to act in order to fix it so that the feeling goes away is a very common dynamic in relationships. It is often a man who takes the role of the instrumental fixer. And when I say you have to do very little, it is not that there is not much to do, but the doing 
isn't about fixing. The doing is simply about making space and allowing the other person to express whatever they express. And that in itself makes the feeling, if you want, go away, rather than trying to fix it, not being able to do so, and then wanting sympathy for how hard you have tried because you are suffering with your powerlessness in making the feeling go away. It is such a common couple's dynamic that we are addressing here. And very difficult for many of us sometimes to just simply say, I hear you, I know it's tough, you had a hard day. And to think that that is actually equivalent to doing a lot. You overburden yourself with your motivation. And in the end, she doesn't get the acknowledgement that she needs or that she wants because Either you can fix it right away, either you start to become critical about how is she, why she feels the way she feels because you're trying so hard and you're still not able to make the feeling go away. Yeah, that's how it feels. And that piece of you feeling that you are this person with all these people who depend on you, your children in ways, that is not a role that you want to stay in. Mm. While I'm interested in the sense of responsibility that he feels over the psychological well-being of the women in his life, I'm also interested in how this young woman seems to be much more independent when she's in Mexico without him than when she's with him. Something happens to her whereby she relinquishes her choices, her ability to move, and she puts herself into the role of needing to be cared for. Like my fantasy at this particular moment is that when you're in Mexico, you're much more independent than when you're here. Yeah. It's like you give up all your resources when you show up here yeah. and you plop yourself. And in a way you say to him, now you do. I've done my part, which is to show up, and now you do the rest. And you are not the same person when you're here and when you're there. Yeah, no, that's true. It's, it's very true, like when I'm in Mexico, my phone doesn't work, for example. So sometimes we, we don't even t text or talk, and at the end of the day, when I come back home, it's like, just checking in, and, and that's fine. Um, so and I, you do things and, in Mexico yeah, so I, besides work. Yeah. And you have friends. Yeah. And you have fun. Yes. And none of that travels with you. No. So that's a problem. Yeah. Why? ¿Por qué te metes en esta situación? It's like he loves the independent woman, but the independent woman doesn't come to Texas. Bingo. She stays in Mexico. <laughs> Bingo. That's very true. Um, that is true. I think I've, I've, it might be just an excuse, but I feel that I've, I really think like it's, like I haven't come to the acceptance yet that, okay, this is like, I'm actually coming. Mm -hmm. See, that's your version of what he does. You too stop living. Yeah. You have more than one home now. Yeah. You have two homes. And you need the life in each home. 
with your activities, your people, your habits, your schedules, and they both become your homes. You have freedom. You can come, you can go, you can decide if you want to come less often, more often. Um, but there is a part of you that does it and says to him, I'm doing all of this for you. Therefore, you need to... And that's a story that you're choosing. What would happen if you said, I'm choosing this for me? Are you allowed to make these choices for you? Or are these only things that a woman can do for a man? Are you allowed to leave home on your own terms? Yes. For things that have nothing to do with a man is waiting for me? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. You know that? Yeah. You agree? You believe? You We're on board? Which is why I love her. Okay. It's like what I was describing her when she was in school. Her is right here. You're, we're always so independent that the reason being with you makes me feel safe is because I don't feel like I have to take care of you. Like, I've never felt like you're going to be someone that, like with my parents, that just one of them doesn't work and I have to take care of you forever. I've taken this responsibility because, and like I've told you multiple times, I know it's temporary that you do want to have a career that you're not just going to be bound to me. And I love that. But she's also telling you one more thing. I am very independent, but on occasion, I like a little bit of attention. (laughs) Without you thinking that that means that you have to take care of me. Right. Because you live between the two extremes. Yeah. Yes, he does. (laughs) Say more. Um, He... No, 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 he. Oh. Um, I think... You do feel like I am I'm working, I'm independent, and... Therefore, I have no needs. Exactly. And therefore, you feel that when you come home, like, okay, cool, you know, we both work, we did our thing, now let's go to bed. And, and I still want to, like, connect with you because I, I miss you. I'm, I mean, I love you. I want to be with you. And so I feel like when you come home and you're just like, you're good, you know, and, and that's it. But there it's, were things that, that... Hold on one sec. What did you hear her say just now? I heard her, I heard you say that I'm there, but I'm not there mentally. No, no, no. That's a paraphrase. You know, when we are in a rebuttal and we disagree on stuff... Generally, we can tolerate listening to 10 seconds before we forget what has just been said because we're busy with our response. Yeah. So say it again and just listen. And then before you answer, just see what I'm hearing you say and repeat it. Let it land on you before you go right out with your rebuttal. The problem, I think, is that when you are with me, you are not present. All right, I'm going to give you a a frame, a structure. X, Y, Z. When you do X in situation Y, I feel Z. Some of Young Love from season three of Where Shall We Begin, which you can find at audible.com.au. And you can also find the first two seasons of the show wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If it's helping you find new stuff to listen to, then please consider giving us a review or a rating on iTunes or the Apple Podcast, Apple Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from to help other people find us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let me know if you think you'd like to hear fewer shows, longer clips, or more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature. And if you can mention the show to a family or friend or subscribe to it at RNZ The Podcast Hour, then I'd be pathetically grateful. Thanks a lot.